This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. What is up, Rotoviz family? Welcome back to the On the Daily DFS podcast. You can find us on Twitter at On the Daily DFS. You can find me at Salito FF, and of course, my co-host at Matt Jones TFR, and the missing this week at TJ Calkins. Last week we were missing Matt. This week we're missing TJ, but we are here on Thanksgiving week, Matt. So happy Thanksgiving to. Everyone is tuning in. If it's Wednesday night, you're checking us out live. Enjoy tomorrow with your family. And if it is Thursday or Friday and you were trying to avoid your family over this long weekend by hiding in the bathroom listening to us or in the basement listening to us, welcome in. We are here to bring you game by game through the week 12 main slate and with more games than expected because COVID has struck again. We've had a few weeks where it's been good and we haven't had games canceled and it's gone pretty well. But this week, the Ravens have lost half their team, I think, to COVID. And just to remind you, we're going to do that game first right off the bat. But uh, those guys are not eligible to play on Sunday either. So if you think that you're going to get – who would be starting Mark Ingram anyway? Let's be realistic. Uh, but J.K. Dobbins was starting to become interesting. Uh, these guys will not be available to play. But, uh, Matt, welcome back. I hope you're feeling better this week. How you been, my friend? Yeah, good. Everything, uh, everything came back negative. Uh, so that was good. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're ready to rock. Uh, I, I wish I could have, uh, spoken to you to last week cause I did not have a great, uh, week 11. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get off the schneid this week. Well, we're always here for you to listen to us. Even if you can't be here with us, Matt, you can check us out. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I, I had taken a, a week or two off from doing any actual, uh, draft Kings because I had such bad weeks back in like week eight and nine, I think. And I got actually, no, maybe it was a little bit earlier, but 
weeks 10 and 11, I have clean swept um, my my double ups and my head to heads. I think I lost one head to head in each of the last two weeks. It's been a very good last few weeks for me. So let's keep the train rolling and we will jump right in to the game that was moved from Thursday to Sunday and very a very rare one o'clock Sunday NBC game. This game will be on NBC at 115 on Sunday, something I don't think I've seen since I, I had hair. So good times. Uh, the Ravens will take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, a low total of 44 and a half. Um, listen, the Ravens are flailing. And we, we TJ and I talked about this last week when they were going into the Tennessee game. It was two teams that needed a win in a major way, and Tennessee stepped up and Baltimore has seemingly fallen short this year. Lamar Jackson is all the way down to $6,800. We're so used to him being right up at the top, the most expensive quarterback, and he is – they're practically begging you to take him. I thought last week at 7200 Matt, he was cheap, and I he was actually my cash quarterback, and I was still able to cash luckily uh, with him putting up his 17 points. But um, what are your feelings on Lamar Jackson at $6,800? Is he at all enticing? I mean, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty simple. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bummer, right? Like, it's we. I mean, if you if you pay attention to any of this stuff, you would have had to uh, have anticipated some regression. Um, but this is basically, you know, if if last year uh, was Lamar's, you know, ninetieth percent outcome, this has has to be like. I don't know, like in the thirties somewhere, like it just completely flipped. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to play, uh, much Lamar really just because you look at, you look at what he's doing and what did he get? Maybe 50 yards on the ground, uh, last week. So that's, that's a nice little bump up, uh, maybe to his floor, but he hasn't at all he only has one game this year over 30 points uh you know he's a lot of weeks he's struggling to throw for over 200 yards um any of the possibly enticing options outside of mark andrews have just been complete garbage so like why like why are you gonna why are you gonna go there in a tournament you know like if if you want to play him um you can't even just be like oh well we'll just play him naked because he's gonna you know, get the hundred yard rushing bonus because he's not he's not even running enough to do that, and he's not throwing for multiple touchdowns a lot of these weeks. So, um, realistically, uh, it looks like uh, what they put Andrews at fifty two hundred. Like that's fine if you wanna if you wanna get a piece. Um, and I mean, Gus Edwards has to be in consideration at fifty two hundred. Um, as a as a running back, who's really the only body there outside of you know wh- whoever it is, Ju- Justice, Justice Hill is Hill, back yeah. there, um, and I think they they uh, activated or are activating someone off the practice squad. So it looks like it's probably going to be the Gus Edwards show uh, at fifty two hundred. That's definitely more enticing than any of the other uh, you know skill position players uh, this week. Yeah, it's a nice price, but he's also facing a very tough. Pittsburgh defense. I mean, Pittsburgh, I, I hate that. It's, if you're Steelers fans and you're out there, listen, they're my least favorite team in the NFL. So I, I always say I hate them. I just try to say they're not as good as they are, but they are. They're good. Uh, they prove it week after week. Regardless of what the competition is, they come out and they do what they need to do. 
so yeah, I, I made like I said, I played them all last week naked, thinking it was a good idea, and thank God I played the Carolina Panthers defense, which put up the same points as Lamar Jackson last week. <laughs> so it kind of carried the day for me. So let's jump over to the Steelers side. And it, it took a little while, but DeAndre Johnson's up to $6,200. He is the highest of the three wide receiver targets. If they flipped, basically. Uh, Claypool always seems to stay in the middle, but now Juju is on the bottom. And Juju, he practiced in full, even though he has a questionable tag. Uh, but 16 targets last week for Deontay Johnson. He pulled in 12 of them for 111 yards, and he had a, a massive day. And uh, at $6,200, I know if TJ was here, he'd be telling you he's going back to him all day. It's not an issue. So I will likely have him there as well. I think this is a week where you do not need to have any seven dollars to $8,000 uh, wide receivers in your lineup. You can do it if you want to, but there are some really reasonably priced guys on the slate, and Claypool and Deontay are two of them. I, I don't think I'll have any juju. Uh, James Conner has not been getting – the full workload lately. He's not getting the goal line carries lately. So those touchdowns, which would carry his day, have not been there. So he's a guy priced a little too high for the role right now. Uh, Matt, anybody on the Pittsburgh side you want to touch on before we move along to the Dolphins and Jets? Yeah, no, I mean, you you hit it. It's it's literally, uh, you know, the, the, wide rece- the two wide receivers uh, with Johnson and Claypool. Um, and that's that's pretty much it. As a as a proud owner in season long of James Conner, I can tell you that he uh, is not doing not doing too much around the goal line, <laughs> and uh, they just don't like care to run the ball. Like they're not they're not establishing it. <laughs> they are they are just throwing. Uh, no matter how you look at it, whether it's neutral script or they're ahead or they're behind, they just throw. Like there there's no it doesn't matter. Uh, they're they're just gonna keep throwing. So. Um, as long as they're doing that, it, Connor is basically unplayable. If this was the three-game Thanksgiving slate and you wanted to go a little bit off the board and play him, then that would have been a different conversation. But you just don't need to get that cute uh, on a on a 12-game main slate. Yeah, I agree uh, completely. And my my weekly reminder that Eric Ebron is about four thousand, maybe forty one hundred dollars. He scored a touchdown last week. Always viable if you're looking for a four thousand dollar or less. Um, tight end uh my adobe decided they just wanted to pop up and try to update my computer no thank you adobe we're gonna push on you know let's just get right off the bat is is there is there anybody in this office jets game that you need to have i mean there's uh matt breda at four thousand dollars if salman ahmed does not play is interesting because ahmed did show up um questionable in practice this week so uh, you know, at four thousand dollars, he's a he's a fast. The Jets defense is not great, but of the the weekly players, um, is there anybody you want to touch on? Because I don't have a lot about this game. I mean, it's it's Mims season. What, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm Mims sorry. Mims all day, thirty five hundred has has uh, has basically been. Uh, you know the the recipient of every single one of the air yards uh, in that offense. Uh, you know, for whatever that's worth, obviously, uh, you're not talking about you know getting like a, a three touchdown game out of him or whatever because the Jets aren't going to score three offensive touchdowns in a game. Um, but he, uh, over the past I guess four weeks it is now, he has accounted for 46 percent of the team's air yards. 
uh, which is just a completely ridiculous number, over 30% of the targets. Um, so, yeah, I I am for sure playing Mims in cash uh, at 3,500. He makes a lot of things, a lot of other things in your lineup work. And, um, yeah, I mean, he. I, I'm not sitting here saying he should be, you know, like mid 5Ks, but he he should for sure be where uh, where Jacoby Myers was last week at 4900. Like that that seems like the around the right price with the the target share that he's getting. So um, definitely definitely interested in him this week. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. So if you guys want actual statistics, that's what Matt Jones is here for. I'm just kind of like a bulldog in a china <laughs> shop type of thing, and I just like oh, I don't like anybody. But uh, you know. It also depends on who's going to start a quarterback here uh, for a couple of things, too. A Donald may play. Uh, there's rumor around New York that they might want to keep him off the field for two reasons. One, that he doesn't injure himself further and his trade value remains higher. And two, that he doesn't screw up more so his trade value remains higher. So people think that he might still be decent. Um, but Perriman also, he's had three touchdowns in two games with Flacco. So he has a connection with Flacco yeah. from a touchdown standpoint, too. So there, there are things you could find here. P. Ryan is on the IR now, and uh, that means Frank Gore is going to get pretty much all the touches because there's legitimately nobody else on the team. So there are things you could find, but nothing that gets you too excited. But, hey, like Matt said, if you're trying to find a, a guy who's getting that kind of attention for $3,500 where you could get high-priced running backs into your lineup because there's guys like Dalvin Cook that you're going to want to pay up for in a week like this, um, very interesting. So you, you mentioned Jacoby Myers. The next game we have up here is the Cardinals and the Patriots. They're coming at a 49.5. Uh, total in this game, and uh, we'll we'll get to Arizona in a second. You know, Myers was priced up at fifty three hundred this week, so that's a good point. What you made, he's almost two thousand more. As we saw last week, it was Demir Bird week. Demir Bird put up twenty nine point three. He's he had six catches for one hundred thirty two yards and a touchdown. He added eleven yards rushing. So it just goes to show you in a Belichick offense, you cannot believe what you're seeing it could happen for even two weeks in a row very rare it's gonna happen three weeks in a row and Myers who looked like the guy after two weeks uh fell back a little bit um let, let's let's stay on the, the New England side we have we can come in at 6400 is the 30th 30th ranked uh defense against quarterbacks in Arizona we know that they give up a lot of defensive plays they play a high-paced game so they're going to be on the field but Matt even at 6400 um, Cam just he just has not been Cam this year, and the offense isn't great overall. So, I mean, steer clear of Cam or at sixty four hundred dollars against a, a good matchup. Is it something you even registering on your radar? I mean, you if you're if you're making a bunch of lineups, I I think you could uh, you could probably throw him in somewhere. Uh, definitely not somebody that I'm prioritizing in cash. Just he he's hit the three hundred yard bonus twice this year. He hasn't thrown for mul- thrown for multiple touchdowns at all in any game this season, um, and you know he he did manage what twenty maybe twenty two or twenty three uh, DraftKings points last week, um, strictly because he hit he hit the bonus uh, and only he only threw for one touchdown. Um, the the rushing isn't there right now. Um, so I, I don't really know what to make of them. I, I'm not. I'm like I said. I'm definitely not going out of my way uh, to to get him into stacks. I think that there are plenty of options in that price range. Like just 
you just find a couple hundred bucks and uh, you can go up a couple QBs and get much better stacks in your lineup. Yeah, and uh, we talked last week about how Damian Harris was is a nice value, but when they get inside the five, it's cam time, rushing the touchdowns. And sure enough, Harris puts a touchdown in last week, but his yardage was down to the lowest, second lowest he's had all year. Uh, he's priced up at 5800 Again, not expensive, but not something you have to have. I think the interesting running back uh, this week in New England becomes James White again. We saw Rex Burkhead done for the season with an ACL injury. And at $4,500, James White saw nine targets last week with a lot of those coming after Burke had left. So if you're looking for a cheap flex play and you want to put Cam in there and, and stack him with something, you could stack him with James White. It's a little bit more interesting than trying to take a shot at the, the wide receivers. But, again, James White could disappear altogether. And we could see we could see uh, you know somebody who's we've never seen. Sony Michelle could show up this week. Out of nowhere. So, be, you know, tread lightly. That's not a cash play. Of course, that's a, a tournament play. Let's jump over to the Arizona side. Uh, we saw Kyle Murray last week. He got injured early in that game, and it kind of killed the vibe a little bit in that game. And he just didn't play well. Um, listen, he injured the AC joint. He missed. Uh, he was limited on practice on Wednesday. He Another good matchup, um, but at $8,200, like you're saying, paying up, he's a better pay up than, than Cam. But – with the injury, Matt, would you rather go in a different direction this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, how much Kyler I'm going to end up with. I think if you, uh, if you think that the, that you know, injury or whatever is going to, uh, not be that big of a deal, but you're still a little bit worried about it, the the response is probably just, you know, pick a pick a pass catcher, and uh, and get access to Kyler's potential ceiling. Uh, that way, I think if people are going to be, uh, you know, scared off of DeAndre Hopkins because of Gilmore, uh, then I will probably be ma- going out of my way to play Hopkins in tournaments because I don't believe for a moment um, that Hopkins, that you should be worried about any <laughs> any cornerback when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I mean... I could go on a whole rant about how I don't. I think that that's all garbage in general, but especially for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and I'm agreement with you. I see people all the time say, "Oh yeah, but he's up against this guy." Okay, but is that guy better at his job than DeAndre Hopkins? Like, I understand that that guy's great, and he could shut down pretty much most of the wide receivers in the league. But we're talking about the best of the best here. A guy who went over three wide receiver, three uh, DBs just a couple weeks ago yeah. to pull in an amazing game when it touched that. So yeah, I, I agree with you about that. That argument sometimes is very, very veiled to me. Um, and just real quick also, it's, it's a matter of, it's, it's more a matter of their game plan and how the, the game environment shapes up, right? Like if it turns out that New England, that Cam is off and not moving the ball and Arizona ends up winning the game, you know, 17 or, or 22 you know 21 to uh six or or 10 then yeah he's probably not going to have much uh much of a ceiling but if you're talking about a game where it stays true to the total and they're both in the mid-20s um you know deandre hopkins is going to have a, a say and a part in that so it's important to 
really understand how all of that interacts with each other. Like if it's a low scoring game and the Cardinals decide to take the air out of the ball, then sure, DeAndre might not get there, but it it doesn't mean that it was, you know, uh, an, an impossible matchup for him or anything. And the only, only thing I'll add, I don't think it'll be an issue, is he, DeAndre Hopkins did not practice on Wednesday due to illness. They don't believe it has anything to do with COVID right. issues. So uh, by Sunday, I'm sure he will be fine. Yeah. Um, if by any slim chance he doesn't play, Christian Kirk at only $5,600 is very interesting. He didn't have a good week the last two weeks after putting up three straight 20-plus games, but he's always viable. And again, if you're playing in a, in a big tournament, you want to – a deep play there. It's a really relatively good price. Yeah. Matt, they don't they don't seem to like Chase Edmonds when when Kenyon Drake is is healthy. It's it's clear that Edmonds is the better pass catching back. It's clear that he could do a lot of things. But when when Drake is healthy, it's it's the Drake show, and it's almost like they want to prove a point. And uh, I think I want to stay away from both of them. I don't think it's something that I want to spend my money on and try to figure out who's going to have the better week this week. So. Yeah, no, uh, we'll, on a on a twelve game slate, you don't need to you don't need to go there. Yeah, it's not something you need to get. There's so many so many better uh, plays, and and one of them uh, will be in this game we're coming up to, which is the Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings with a fifty one total. Vikings looked like they were uh, you know they were cruising. They were looking really good, uh, and then they lost uh, they lost a bad game last week. Uh, I was very surprised that they lost that game, but. Let's start on the Viking side with Dalvin Cook, who comes in at a robust $9,500 uh, this week. But, Matt, can we afford to put him on our lineups, or is it more can we afford to miss out on him in our lineups this week? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I think if you're talking about cash, you for sure need to figure out a way to get there. Um and as far as, you know, the guys we've already talked about, like just even just playing Mims to balance out a $9,500 salary uh, is is probably enough to uh, to make that work and have a pretty good lineup throughout the rest of the choices that you have to make. Um, the, the encouraging thing, uh, obviously, is that it looks like maybe his pass usage is coming back a little bit. Um you know, he had really only been seeing two or three targets every week, uh, and now he has nine over the last two weeks. So hopefully, uh, hopefully that comes right because if he has a game, um, you know, where he only has where he only has two two targets, you're talking about fancy Derrick Henry, and everybody bags on playing Derrick Henry because he's not involved in the passing game, and it's. Uh, you know, that that becomes pretty thin. Uh, the same argument that everybody makes against Derrick Henry would have to also then apply to to Dalvin Cook. And this week you're talking about a sixteen hundred dollar difference. I would much prefer uh, taking a shot on Derrick Henry at seventy nine hundred and dealing with the the lack, you know, the perceived lack of floor uh, to access his ceiling if I'm going to get the savings. Um, it's just, it's very interesting to me how people just sort of think back to like previous years with cook and act like he's this, uh, you know, like he's breaking off big runs and he's scoring touchdowns. Like, yeah, like running backs are going to be really, really good when that's going well. Um, but if he doesn't break off one of those long touchdowns 
and he only sees two or three targets, then you're you're just screwed. Yeah, and we're gonna talk. We'll get to Henry. And we'll talk about him. I have him down there. He's a guy people might shy away because of that Colts defense, but we'll address that when we get to that game. But yeah, they are one and two in rushing yards in the league this year, and they are both breaking off big runs. And they're both the impetus for their teams when they win. If they're going well, the teams are obviously very competitive. And listen, Adam Thielen showed up on the COVID list. He tested positive on Monday, yeah. but he tested negative on Tuesday. So this is going to be something you're going to have to wait right up until the weekend to find out if he's going to play. Um, if he does play, they priced him for what he's doing. They priced him really cheap at $6,800, but he's got back to back two touchdowns games. He's got four, two touchdown games on the season. I think he has 11 touchdowns total on the season through 10 games. The guy is, he's an absolute stud. Um, this offense, when everybody is in there, is, boy, if they only had a really good quarterback <laughs> to surround those guys with, they'd be great. So, yeah, follow up on that. But if Thielen is to miss, then that opens up, like you say, more pass opportunities for Cook, more reception opportunities for Dalvin Cook as well. So definitely something to consider. Uh, Justin Jefferson at $6,300, again, very reasonable. He got a late touchdown last week, which kind of saved the day because as Completely a guy who started saved him. saved the day. Yeah, because I started him in, in DraftKings in my cash lineup last week. Did you? No. Because uh, I was thought maybe the way you, you said that, I thought maybe you were like, damn it, because I was hanging on late um, No, that on, on those that, points. So. That coupled with the, uh, the last couple of catches for Adams – uh, in that in the indie Green Bay game um, was what pushed me out. I was I was less than a full point uh, off the cash line after you know a, a fourteen whatever that play was thirteen points uh, for Jefferson and then Adams ended up getting there right at the end with like four catches when they were uh, hurrying up. So um, as far as Jefferson goes though, like I mean again you're talking about like these pretty thin uh these thin margins with him like he had five targets last week and yeah he caught a bomb and scored a touchdown um more than five targets in three games this year and if you're now that his price is starting to creep up into the mid sixes if you're going to continuously pay that you're you're assuming that Basically, you're you're fading Dalvin Cook getting those long runs if you're playing him. Like you're you're saying that you need that to happen. The Vikings aren't putting up 45 points, so Jefferson needs to get those touchdowns, and Cook can't. So they're definitely an offense that you shouldn't be uh, you shouldn't be playing all of those guys in like a, a gigantic stack because it's just not gonna. That's not going to get there. They don't throw enough, and they're not. They don't run fast enough uh, to 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 make that work for you. Yeah. So then let's just re-add that if Thielen doesn't play, then Jefferson becomes a little bit more interesting because it opens sure. up more targets. So sure. so again, a lot to watch with that game as we get closer. Jumping over to the Panthers side, we heard that Christian McCaffrey is week to week. It's just not this week again that we're going to get him. He will be out again this week. Teddy Bridgewater is back. Going to be back. He practiced in full. On Wednesday, um, let's go to DJ Moore first because he looked like DJ Moore again last week, and he has been better of late. He's still reasonably priced at sixty two hundred dollars, and 
he, I had him in last week. I had more. I had I had Jefferson those and Deontay Johnson. Those are my three wide receivers. They're all priced, you know, around the same uh, this week. Um, I think DJ Moore and Deontay Johnson would be guys I'd go back to this week. But Matt, what did you feel on DJ Moore? You think he's turned a corner here? It was with PJ Walker, mind you. It was not with Teddy Bridgewater. But we've seen we've started to see Robbie Anderson fade a little bit, and uh, and he's still priced up at sixty one hundred. So. Yeah, I think it's I think it's still um I think it's still kind of playing a little bit of whack-a-mole. Um if if these if that game that he had uh last week was with Teddy, I would feel much more confident about uh getting more going right back to more. Um but hopefully Teddy watched the game and was like, "Oh yeah, that that DJ Moore guy is is pretty good at catching footballs and he runs fast and he does athletic things." Um that would that would be nice because it feels sometimes like uh I forget what game it was but he like I think DJ Moore had like one target going into the fourth quarter and then he ended up getting like maybe four or five at the end but um yeah I I just I don't feel I don't feel that confident trying to figure out who it is so that probably means um that I'm either going to uh go go heavy and do like put both of them in the same lineup or uh, avoid the situation altogether. I think, I think that's the only way I'm, I'm attacking it this week. I don't know if, yeah, that, that, if that makes sense or not. <laughs> well, I think that that was a Thursday night game, the one you were referencing because yeah. it was a prime time game that's where right. a lot of people were, it was a very Twitter heavy, angry crowd <laughs> that night that had DJ Moore going most likely in showdown slates and he was burying them. Um, yeah. We didn't mention Curtis Samuel, $5,100 cheap. Uh, 20 plus ga- point games in three out of the last four. Um, again, they're going to him uh, most most likely because I dropped him somewhere right before he started going off like that, and they just want to keep screwing me over. Uh, Mike Davis, uh, $6,900 feels a little high this week for me. It's not high for the role, right? But I just don't feel like he's going to have that big game this week. So I'm probably not going to go with Mike Davis. I feel like there's other running backs in that price range. Uh, that I could get. And if we're going to pay up for a guy like Dalvin Cook in this game, then I'm not going to be putting a $6,900 uh, Mike Davis opposite him. Um, let's jump over to the Cleveland Browns and the Jacksonville Jaguars. They come in with a 49-point total. Um, it's the Mike Glennon era in Jacksonville starting this week. Tyler Luton did not get the job done. He was not um, up to snuff, so to speak. Uh, don't think that at $4,600, anybody's going to be going with Mike Glennon this week, especially since the wide receivers over there are coming in at so much promise this year. We're just not seeing it really from anyone. Uh, Chark had a 30-point game a few weeks back, and then he's had a couple of duds. Uh, Chenault's been banged up. The other guys are dropping passes. Conley can't seem to pull a ball. And so there, there's two guys on the Jacksonville side. I'm interested in this week, and every week we should be interested in James Robinson because I don't think anybody gets the the actual amount of targets and carry total that this guy gets. He gets so much of the work in this offense. Uh, Chris Thompson's on IR, so the target threat's not there from Thompson anymore. I would rather go $6,300 with Robinson than Mike Davis this week. Matt, what are your feelings on that? Yeah, I think I think that that's the right way to go. Um, James Robinson is fifth in uh, in the league among running backs with um, 
just opportunity share, he sees uh, 36% of the uh, the Jaguars' opportunities, which is just, I mean, it's mind-boggling that uh, that these guys literally touch the ball or have the opportunity to touch the ball like a th- over a third of the time that their entire team uh, runs a play. So yeah, I mean the the price is is too low. I, I would definitely um, consider Robinson, and I, I don't really love a ton uh, elsewhere in this game. Yeah, well, the one guy I want to point out because we're always looking for a cheap tight end is this is the statistically worst tight end defense, and Tyler Eifert comes in at twenty six hundred dollars this week. So talk about you know punting the tight end position with a guy who saw five targets last week, and Mike Glennon coming in getting comfortable, might be looking for the tight end as a, an outlet. You know, it's an interesting play at 2,600. Um, not a must-have, but again, it gives you the room to pay up in so many other places right. this week, which you really want to do. And listen, I, you don't like a lot of this game. Let's jump to the Browns real quick. Nick Chubb is back two weeks. He's got 200-yard games, right? He's at $7,100. This is where you, you're the guy who has a lot to say about the price on DraftKings, and boy, I, I agree with you on this. Kareem Hunt is priced down at $5,600 this week, $1,100 uh, less. Is $1,100? My math right? He's a lot cheaper. $1,500. $1,500. My math is down. I'm looking at it going, that's not, that's not correct. That math's not correct. Anyway, $1,500 cheaper. Now, I understand he did not have a good week last week. He only saw one target. Uh, he had 13 carries. He did have a nice touchdown run, which, again, didn't even totally carry his day because his yardage was so bad. He had a bad output. But two weeks ago, he had 19 carries for over 100 yards, and he was getting equal work to Chubb. I I think I'm going to slip Kareem Hunt in there this week. $5,600. I expect it to be Chubb and Hunt back and forth. There's nobody else in this offense doing anything. There's no wide receiver I want. And I think that they know where their bread is buttered. And I think that they'll get a lead in this game. And I think they will run down the throat of Jacksonville Jaguars. So uh, that is the direction I would go in this game, aside from uh, James Robinson, possibly Tyler Eifert. Uh, And that brings us to uh, pay some bills back. Yeah, so our first sponsor tonight is Indeed. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account whenever you want, and there are no long-term contracts. Now Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria so that you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire offer valid through December 31st terms and conditions apply. 
Thanks to our next sponsor, Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or perhaps overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi is made for football watching. So go over to madeforfootballwatching.com, check out the list of watching content from Pepsi. All right, let's get into this uh, this next game that I think will be a little bit more uh, more interesting than our previous game with the Titans and the Colts. We have some good ones down the stretch, right? The more interesting games are definitely coming up. But, Matt, real quick, I don't know if you did listen last week, but I decided I I did the reads because you couldn't be here. And I was I was cruising through that Indeed read going, ah, this is no big deal. And I got to the end and I kept – I fumbled over the same sentence maybe three times. I'm like, damn it, Matt Jones, don't ever do this to me again. So, uh, good job with that. We have the Tennessee Titans and the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, 51 and a half total. These two teams faced off two weeks ago. With the Colts winning thirty-four to seventeen, the Colts have the Colts have risen to the top of the AFC. I mean, they're not the the Kansas City Chiefs and not the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they could compete with those teams right now. Um, it, it seems so long ago that they lost Week One to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Imagine if they didn't have that loss on their record, how much better they would look. But let's get into the Tennessee Titans first. The Titans did win that game against the Ravens last week, as I spoke earlier. The winner of that of that game uh, was going to see their season maybe saved and the other one might continue to spiral. And I think that there's a scenario here in this game where the Titans uh, man up and they realize they got smacked in the mouth two weeks ago by this team. They realize that if they lose this one, a sh- the shot at winning the division is all but gone uh, as it gets later in the year. And I think we're going to see a-, a pretty good effort. I don't know that that means – we get a ton of fancy points out of the, the weapons here, but we could. I'm not going to play Ryan Tannehill. He has not been as effective as he was. Remember uh, weeks back when we were talking about how he was as good, if not better, than Mahomes over 17 games dating back to last year, blah, 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 blah. He's falling off the map when it comes to putting up DraftKings points, and I don't think that's a place we have to go. But you touched on Derrick Henry coming in at $7,900. He put up over 100 yards just two weeks ago against this defense. And if they're going to win this game, we know, as we said with Dalvin Cook, it's going to have to be on the back of Derrick Henry. I think maybe maybe he has three games this year out of the 10 where he doesn't have 20 carries. And in those games, I believe it's 18 and 19. But he's got 26, 28. They pound the rock with this guy, Matt, and I'm sure they're going to go to him a ton this week as well, regardless of whether he gets his usual one to no targets. Uh, you, you like Derrick Henry this week. Yeah, I just I think that at a certain point, um, I'm just deciding how long I want this how long I want this rant to be. Um, I think at a certain point, people have to uh, have to understand that the the workload that he gets is so valuable from an expected points perspective that the targets don't really matter as much as with a lot of other running backs. When you're talking about guys who are in, you know, the 
like 15th most expected points per game. And, uh, you know, they they sometimes leave for goal line work and they get spelled for this and they get spelled for that and they don't have targets. That's a problem. Derrick Henry doesn't have those issues. He's seventh in expected points per game. He has the most opportunities. So even when you count all these other running backs that get all these other targets, Derrick Henry still has more opportunities than any other running back in the league this year because of the carry volume that you're talking about. But they're valuable carries. They they use him all over the place. It's not just a between-the-20s type situation. Um, so I, I think that at a certain point, like over the last three years, this guy has put up over 20 DraftKings points like a third of the time. What Like, what are, what are we doing when we let him be like 8% owned. Like we know what his ceiling is and we know that he can absolutely destroy slates. And now that he's 7,900, <laughs> like what else, what else do you want? Seriously? Like what else do you want? Do you want to play Alvin Kamara? Cause if, and if it goes anything like last week, he's not going to see any targets either. Yeah. And he's $300 more. So in my like, notes, it says that the, the only person that could stop Alvin Kamara is Taysom Hill. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, Matt, I mean, just like one read and, you know, we'll get to that game. So I guess we'll talk about it in a little <laughs> bit, but it just, it drives me nuts. I think that it's like, I think it's a very lazy way to just be like, oh, well, you can't play Derrick Henry because it's not, he doesn't see targets like he's still seeing the most opportunities of anybody. You're not talking about a guy who's going to see 11 carries one week. That's just never going to happen if he doesn't leave the game early with an injury. It just won't. And what we've seen over and over again is, by the time the second half rolls around and he's into the 17th, 18th, 19th, going over to 20 carries, that defense is, is wearing down. And that's when he breaks off those runs like he did in overtime to win the game last week. So... Those runs are going to come the more he gets the touches, and those thirty-plus yard touchdown runs are more valuable than you know the, the short receptions. So, point well made on that. AJ Brown did not practice with a knee issue on Wednesday, uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. We saw him have that beast mode touchdown last week, but we have a bad taste on our mouth because two weeks ago against this team, he dropped multiple receptions, multiple. One of them that was for sure going for a big touchdown down the sideline and he was behind the defender and he bobbled it twice and, and dropped it. So uh, with the injury and, and, and the, the Colts defense, maybe you want to stay away from AJ Brown this week. Uh, and if he doesn't play, he's not going to play $4,900 Corey Davis seems to be getting it done every week from, from, uh, you know, yardage and, and reception total. It's $4,900. He doesn't have to hit like AJ Brown at $6,700. So yeah. As much as you don't want to believe it, he's actually valuable this year. Um, Matt, did you see who had 22 carries last week? Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor had 22 carries. He's uh, he's $5,900. He just might be starting to get that lead role. He had four targets also. He holed in all four of those targets. What was good for him is that Naheem Hines, who was coming off a huge – Thursday night game the week before where America got to see him break out, uh, took a step back, saw a big dip in his usage in the game. And also Wilkins had only four carries and a target. So it's not like they were pounding it with all of them. It really was 
like, hey, Jonathan Taylor, let's see if you can carry the load. And I don't know that I'm ready to trust it because Frank Reich is um, he's starting to become, you know, Doug Peterson like a little bit. So and guess what? Guess who we used to coach with um, Doug Peterson. That's right. <laughs> Super Bowl, Super Bowl uh, partners over there a few years back. So it's interesting to keep an eye on at fifty nine hundred dollars. If he's going to get that type of usage, twenty six touches, targets and and uh, and carries, it becomes interesting. Um, let's talk about Michael Pittman, though. Matt, Michael Pittman at 5,000. He did only get three targets last week, but he had eight and seven, I believe, the weeks before that, but he found the end zone. But he's clearly the best wide receiver on the team right now. I mean, T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's $3,900. Wow. Did he even play last week? I didn't even he, notice something. He, he was there. He was there. He was getting water for uh, Pittman after he, after he would make big catches. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, $5,000, um, and, it, and it's a good matchup against the Titans. Again, here's a guy – you could get in that lineup and save your money in other places. Uh, do you see it continuing with Pittman? Yeah, I mean, hopefully if you're playing him, then, you know, the three targets thing was more of a blip on the radar than than a trend that we're seeing. But I don't know, man. I don't I don't see a world where, uh, where Jonathan Taylor sees the volume that he saw and Pittman goes back to getting the, you know, seven or eight targets. So I think it really depends on how you think the game goes. Um, if you do think that the Titans, uh, you know, figure some things out and are at least competitive and force them to keep throwing, then I guess in theory um, it could be a Pittman game. But, like, last week was about as close and competitive as you could get, and Pittman only saw those three targets. So I think he's fine as a flyer, but he's definitely not somebody that I'm trusting in cash right now. Okay, and the only other thing we could bring up here is the, the tight ends are all cheap, but they're all healthy. And when they're all healthy, they don't seem as useful. Uh, we saw touchdowns out of both Doyle and um, – what's my man's name? Uh, Burton, Trey Burton yeah. last week. And, you know, Mo Ali had two catches. He had a couple of bad penalties, actually, in that game. What an interesting ending to that Colts-Packers um, game last week where the Colts did everything possible to let the Packers win it by – I don't know, holding on six straight plays so that they didn't have to use any timeouts, but um, they managed to still pull the win out. So, yeah, I mean, again, cheap options there, but they're all touchdown dependent in that offense. I mean, let's let's move on to the the three win, the winning streak, New York Giants. Uh, Matt, you know it's inevitable that the Giants and Cowboys will be playing for the division in Week 17, right? I mean, they right now look like the two best teams in the NFC East, which is not saying a lot. That's like being, I won't say what I was going to say because it's probably politically incorrect, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's headed in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. want to comment. I, I mean, mean you know. <laughs> the, like, I just, I want no part <laughs> of this game. I don't, I don't see any, I don't see any uh, redeeming qualities. I don't see any scenario uh, where, where I really want to be heavily invested in this game. Like in theory, I guess you would say like, I don't even know, man, like who the hell knows Evan Ingram looks like he's going to start lighting the world on fire again. And then he has three targets. Like you're just playing whack-a-mole with, with Shepard or Slayton or Tate or whoever the hell. And then now you have, uh, you know, Brandon Allen as the quarterback, uh, just, completely 
demolishing any of Boyd's uh, Boyd or Higgins's value whatsoever. Um, yeah, I want no part of this game. Yeah, and to your point, I agree with you. The the most <laughs> the most valued player in the game is Ingram at forty five hundred dollars against thirty first ranked tight end defense. But we saw just an absolutely terrible injury to Burrow last week. Mixon still not practicing. Geo is in concussion protocol, which means Samaje Pirine might get the start at $4,000. So, listen, the Giants' run defense is not as good as their pass defense. So, again, that's a flyer right there. But DraftKings came, <laughs> <laughs> came right out, and they they believe what you said because T. Higgins is priced all the way down to 4700 and Boyd to 5000 They don't believe that these guys have any role or any path to uh, to good points this week. And I agree with you. Over, over on the other side, it's kind of um, hit or miss. So I expect the Giants to win that game, get their third win in a row, and nope. continue on their drive to the NFC East Championship. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, get the get the uh, get who's the kicker that they just gave all the money just, to? Just get him. Bang, just bang the under on this game. Like, there's no way. There's That's no it. way that this forty-three game point total. Matt it's, says there's no they, chance they they couldn't it. make it low enough. That Vegas doesn't know how to set a line at like thirty six. Like that's what it should be at most. Yeah, I don't think we've seen any. And have we seen any in the thirties this year? Let's let's Not go over. Year. So we we leave Matt's favorite team and we go over to my favorite team, the Las Vegas Raiders. Who I've been seeing a lot of this. The Raiders Raiders should hold their head up. I didn't want to lose to the Chiefs, even though we beat them in Kansas City early in the year. I wanted that, and it looks like we it looked like we had that game when Jason Witten uh, grabbed that touchdown. But we know you can't leave that much time on the clock. For Patrick Mahomes. So what's great about the Raiders for fantasy is they can clearly score every week with anybody, but they will clearly allow the other team to stay in a game. So this should be a um, one of three very stackable games that we have left on the slate. Um, let's jump in to the Falcons can be attacked everywhere, by the way. So Matt, I say it week in, week out all the time. It's never Derek Carr week, but at fifty seven hundred dollars, and everybody's saying he outplayed Patrick Mahomes last week uh, against this awful 29th ranked QB defense of the Falcons. Can we go to the Carr well? I agree with you. I know if you can't see Matt's face at home, sure, I agree with him. Go for it. No, we shouldn't be playing Derek Carr. Never, because every time you get fooled and do it, he sucks. The, I mean, look, this is. This is the ultimate, like, he had he had his ceiling game, his two ceiling games against Kansas City, and he didn't crack 30 DraftKings points. He barely cracked 20 this past week. And I'm not saying anything from, like, an NFL real football perspective. I'm just saying from, uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective, that, that doesn't really, that doesn't really do much for you. Like, I, I guess in theory, if you get the stack right, you could probably build a really nice lineup around a car stack. But I mean, yeah, well, just when you start to trust Aguilar, you know, it'll be rugs, right? So it's, it's tough. I mean, Aguilar comes in at $4,900, but he saw nine targets last week, but he saw nine early in the year. And then he saw two, three, one. So there we, we've spoken about um, this offense before where there's not a lot of consistency and there's not a lot of things that thrill you. The two guys that get you excited in this offense, are Jacobs at 7,200. It's a good matchup for him this week. And uh, and Darren Waller uh, at 6,000. 
who's who's the most reliable receiving target in the offense week in and week out. We know that for sure. So if you want to pay up a little bit for those guys, you could go in that direction. But I'm a, I'm in agreement with Matt. I don't think I'm looking to stack or get too crazy with the Raiders this week. Matt Ryan comes in at just $200 more, but he was atrocious last week. I have him in the European Fantasy Football Championships, which is essentially an exact replica of the Scott Fishbowl that some uh, guys over in Germany and uh, England put together, and they invited me to play. And so the scoring's the same. And I believe that Matt Ryan scored somewhere around like negative 15 or something last. It was like horrendous what he scored last week. So you're not going to him. Um, and I, you turn to the other weapons in this game. There's questionable tags on Julio, who's we're at that point of the season where Julio's not trustworthy to put in a, in a DraftKings lineup because there's no guarantee he's making it through any game. So even if he plays Sunday at a reasonable $6,500 for who he is, you're not guaranteed that he doesn't just step wrong and he's out of the game. And, and you know, we also see Ridley with the questionable tag. We see Todd Gurley with the questionable tag. So, Matt, here's my perspective on this game. You could score points on the Raiders. We've established that. I want to play. I want to see who's playing in this game and who's not. And if Gurley's missing, then I want to go with Brian Hill at $4,000 against this Raiders defense. And if either one of those wide receivers can't play, then I want to go to Russell Gage at $4,800. Those are the two places I'd like to attack. Now, I'm sure Ridley and or Gurley will play, and one of them will be good. But I don't think I want to take the chance that they're, they're not there the whole game. What are you feeling on that? Yeah, I mean this this is the ultimate Julio troll spot where he's going to end up with, you know, 17 catches for for 220 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. Like I and you know nobody'll have him. Um no, I I completely agree with you. I think that you see this you see this total 55 and you you want to you want to get exposure to this game and I mean I I can't figure out a way to confidently build a game stack for this game. Um, there are plenty of options, and you could you could guess right and and hit really really big in this game because there's definitely going to be points scored. Um, but when you know at twelve fifty nine on Sunday, if you have a lineup like this, you're still going to be wanting to make changes right up until the last second because who the hell knows. <laughs> Yeah, and it's, and it's a lot of games this week where you're going to have to be paying attention to that up until the last second. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much covers it for this game. Let's let's move on to the game that I think will be the most stacked of the day. And, and it brings us to an interesting question. It's the Chargers and the Bills with a 53.5 total. You can get a stack in this game on each team for the exact same price. You could get Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen for a total of $15,200, or you could get Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs for the same total. I know which way I'm leaning. Matt, which way would you go? Would you want the Bills stack or the Chargers stack? Yeah, I, I think I I probably lean towards uh, towards the Chargers side. I think that the, the most likely combinations that I'm going to do are um, – figuring out how to do Herbert Allen and Diggs because as popular as those three individual pieces are, I don't think that they're uh, that a stack of all three is going to be that popular. Cause you have to make some tough decisions in the rest of your lineup. 
or if I decide that I want to go Allen and Diggs, I will probably go Williams on the other side. I have it. I have it for you right now. You put those three guys in, and your running backs are Frank Gore and Samaje Pirine. Uh, this week and boom there you have it the ability to get those guys in your lineup and i'm in agreement I mean, and, with you because and mims you know you throw mims in there and that makes a lot of things work too have i mentioned that i like mims this week i feel like you've been leaning in the direction i mean i i wish you would come right out and say it not just beat around the bush but um i'm in agreement with you on this because 19 frigging targets keenan allen had 19 targets last week and he pulled in 16 for 145 and a touchdown. And like you're saying, Mike Williams still had a good game. I think Mike Williams still stored 10 targets in the game. Justin Herbert is a machine. Uh, my son was over last week and going into the games, he says to me, Dad, do you think that there's a chance because two is two of that if the Dolphins continue to win, he could be rookie of the I'm like, no, don't even don't even open your mouth. It's not even a it's not even a comparison right now. Tua, and then Tua ends up getting pulled from that game for playing poorly, and we know with Burrow out now, this is your rookie of the year, and I don't think it's remotely close. I hate when people use that uh, it's not even close uh, statement, but it's not. It's not really close. And what's really nice for him this week is Austin Eckler is back. Austin Eckler at $6,100 is cleared to play, is going to play. He's practicing, and I don't know if I'm going to go full in on Eckler this week. I might have him in some lineups because maybe maybe he'll be uh, low-owned, but it gives Herbert that really high-end dump-off player that he hasn't had. There hasn't been a lot of consistency at running back. It's been a different guy on a weekly basis, and this is a guy we know can do it. So I love the fact that he's back. I think I love Herbert more than Josh Allen in this game. The Bills may win the game, but for the fantasy goodness, I think, comes more on the Chargers side and uh we mentioned hunter henry two weeks ago hasn't done anything and in the two weeks since we mentioned that he's got touchdowns uh he's getting targets and he's had two good games two double digit scoring games and he comes in at forty eight hundred dollars and finds himself in another nice matchup this week he's interesting um there's nothing else on the bills i'm not interested at all in the running backs on the bills and uh oh curtis patrick uh big man's checking in uh, the GLSP loves LSB. Henry this week. There oh, okay. So we, there we uh, go. Oh, and then four. That works. Yeah, I uh, I played I played a few. Um, I think every one of my GPP lineups last week uh, had either Allen or Williams and Henry. I went back to the Logan Thomas, and uh, it didn't hurt me because I won, but uh, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, I did that in cash. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> well, let's move on for this game because there's nothing else <laughs> on the Bill side other than the 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 quarterback and wide receiver that you could really rely on. And we will get to the late games. And this is an ugly game here. This is an ugly game. Let's get it out of the way. Actually, the next two games are going to kind of be ugly before we close it out with a, with some fireworks. But I, I'm not interested in anything in this game except for Robert Woods because Robert Woods at $5,800 – um, so 15 targets and just put up 33 points this past week. Um, he's priced below value for what he's doing in that offense. And him and Cup are going to probably both do well in this game. They're the only two guys I picture do well, but Cup at $6,400 doesn't make sense to me when you could get Woods at 58. Yeah. Yep. That's all I care about in this game. I'm not yeah. playing anybody else. 
Perfect. We'll move on. The Niners are getting a lot of weapons back, but none of them are named George Kittle. So what the hell's the point? Uh, let's get to the Saints and the Broncos. This is a 43.5. It's a low total. And the Saints, the Saints don't even have a high uh, end total in this game. Listen, it's it's Taysom Hill right now. I think we were all surprised when they shifted in that direction. We had already recorded the show last week, TJ and I, and we had discussed that, you know, TJ actually asked me on, a, on the show, how many, how, what percentage of the snaps does Taysom Hill have to get before he becomes, um, you know, the better play over Winston? It turned out he got all of them, um, but we didn't know that at the time we recorded the show. And we mentioned it earlier, the only guy or the only person who was able to stop Alvin Kamara this year was Taysom Hill. He, he did see one target, which he dropped, unfortunately, and it ended a 50-plus game streak of receptions. It was a brutal drop, too. Like, I'm not, yeah, a, was- I'm not a tape watcher, but – uh, he he looked like I would imagine I would look if uh, if people were running at me while I tried to catch a football. <laughs> so <laughs> over under on Kamara targets this week is three point five, and so to Curtis Curtis's point, it was five point five last week because I bet it Curtis and um, and he caught zero. Um, I figured okay, Hill's probably not going to go downfield that much, so there'll be some dump offs to Kamara. This is an easy number to smash. And he did not at all smash it. So, again, to that point, people might be off him this week. Oh, he's asking. <laughs> because now he's, we're asking. Uh, I would I would. We thought you the did answer. the research. We thought you did the research, Curtis. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it would be interesting. It's been around five to six all year. So, I would imagine it's probably going to be closer in the four range um, if you're going to be betting. And then, and Maddie takes the under. So Yeah, I would take the under. I, I just – if you if you watch that game and and you anticipate a similar plan moving forward, like it's just is Michael Thomas open? Is there a way for there somebody uh, on the sideline that I can throw it to uh, that isn't in the game currently? Those are the those are the three reads for for Taysom Hill. <laughs> Well, yeah, speaking of Michael Thomas, we were a week early. Um, we all thought two weeks ago that that week would be Pepper Mike Thomas week, and it, it didn't happen. Um, actually, if you did watch the game, Winston did go to him late in a couple of spots, just severely overthrew him, which could be a reason why they went away from him. But, yeah, Michael Michael Thomas saw uh, 12 targets, I believe, last mm-hmm. week, and they, there's a good rapport with the two of them. So I, I like Michael Thomas to continue um, playing, and he's still kind of underpriced for who he is. And listen, I didn't play Taysom Hill anywhere last week except for at tight end in two SPN leagues, uh, which if you played him at tight end in ESPN anywhere, people hate you. But guess what? It was legal, so I did it. Um, but I, you're playing Taysom Hill, $6,200, because he has the rushing touchdown upside of, of say, uh, a Kyler Murray. No? No, you're out You're out no, on Taysom? I'm not. Okay. All right, I'm then not there's no – I'm not, I'm not relying on – it. Again, it, like it, it took it took two rushing touchdowns for him to get there uh, against the Falcons, and I mean I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that the Broncos are like the '85 Bears, um, but you know the two of us and the next nine people we see walking down the street could play defense as well as the Atlanta Falcons. So I, I yeah I mean if he's only if he can't I don't know I, I just I have no interest. If he continues to beat me over the next couple of weeks while Breeze is out, then I'm just going to have to tip my cap. But uh, I, I'm I'm not going there. 
I'm trying to, I'm having a hard time figuring out if I want to play close to the line so I don't have to run as much. But if I play close to the line, then I'm definitely going to be getting mauled by big offensive linemen. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how well I'm going to be on defense for you, um, Matt. So let's just, let's just steer clear of the, the, the Saints offensive line. Um, okay. I don't, there's not a Bronco I'm interested in. You interested in any Broncos this week? I mean, this is a good Saints defense. So we can move on from this yeah. game. Uh, let's go to the final game. Honestly, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tampa Bay Bucks, 56 total in this game. Um, a few weeks back, Tom Brady had a really bad game in week nine, and we talked on the show about how it could be scorched earth Brady this week. And sure enough, he went out and put up a 35 spot in that game. I think it was 34 and change, right around 35. And he was absolutely terrible um, this past week. Caused, he caused them the game. They had a chance to win a game. Tom Brady lost the game for them. So do you think that we see angry Brady again this week? We we, we see the targets um, going to – the targets are going to A.B. Starting to go – he had 13 targets last week, so he's starting to get worked on the offense. You have three legit wide receivers in this offense now, two good tight ends, and the running backs are starting to take a back seat. So we're off of them, I think, completely. I know I am. Is this a big Brady game? Can you can you get Brady in your lineup, or you just feel, hey, he's he's old now. I, I can't deal with it. I mean, it, it, this game is before uh, before his bedtime, so that might help. <laughs> that is a that's a good point, uh, right? Because what it's all all the bad games have been uh, when when Tommy wants to go night night. So uh, yeah, I don't. Whatever, like you could you could play him with Brown. Uh, if you if you really felt like going there, um, I kind of I, I I did a little digging this week and I was looking at games with these high totals uh, and and reasonably close spreads. What's this game? I think is four right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's actually three. three and a half. Three, three and, and a half. half. So mm-hmm. these these close spread high total games, uh, the 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 best correlation sort of sort of jump. Uh, goes through the wide receiver two and the tight end. Obviously, we want to play Kelsey uh, just about every week uh, in some in some capacity if we can fit him. Uh, but I do think that it makes Demarcus Robinson a little interesting as as a cheaper option. Uh, McCall Hardman was only on the field for 17 snaps last week. Some of that might have been working his way back from being on the reserve list. Some of that might have been. Uh, whatever the hell read shenanigans, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's, it seems like, it seems like Robinson really uh, has like a, a, a somewhat decent role uh, and 3,700 to get it. Silly to pass up. Yeah. And, you know, we have some action in the chat tonight and, uh, you know, they, so Jarhead yeah, wants to that's, know, that's Papa Jones. He wants to know if you were ragging on seniors and, uh, I'm pretty that's, sure that's my that dad. that's your pops. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that Curtis took a, a backhanded shot at me by saying he wouldn't dare. So I would beat him down. I think Curtis referred to me as a senior by saying that, but, uh, I'm going to let it go. And I'm no here, comment on that. I'm here to defend Mr. Jones. Um, <laughs> Listen, as Curtis is putting in there in the Gillespie, uh, Mahomes is the number one QB this week. Uh, Tyree comes in as a top three wide receiver. Kelsey as a top tight end. This is an attackable game. This is a game you want to get 
stacks and Mahomes comes in at 8,000. Hill 7,800 and Kelsey 7,000. So you're not getting all three of them in there unless you go with our, you know, uh, our stack of Have P. I Ryan and uh, Denzel Mims and at all. Or, and Denzel Mims, the three stack that will cost you, I think, somewhere around 11,000 for the three of them. 11,500 maybe for the three of them if you go that direction. But yeah, you, you want to be more, I think, on the, the Chiefs side on this game. Uh, but yeah, listen, you can still play some stuff over there. Like you said, AB's $5,700. Evans. Beast mode, like AJ Brown Jr. last week, got himself into the end zone. He doesn't put up the yardage, but the guy's pretty reliable from a touchdown standpoint. 6,100 Godwin at 6,000. Like I mentioned, the running backs, we thought we saw that big Jones game two weeks ago. And we're like, all right, it's Robert Jones' backfield. Guess what? It's nobody's backfield. It's an ugly backfield. So uh, the passing game is where it's at on his team. Matt, is there anything that you would like to add in before we wrap this sucker up? No, just, uh, just don't. Don't eat the uh, Brandon Cooks truck on Thanksgiving. That's all. Well, there you go. Listen, uh, from all of us here at the On The Daily DFS podcast and the Rotoviz family, um, happy Thanksgiving to you, to your families. Be safe. Be smart. Yes. You know, please. do what needs done. This, um, you know, Maddie's a school teacher full time and, and he's working from home because of all the stuff that's going on. We, we just need to be smart right now in this country and do what's best to keep ourselves and our families healthy so again all the best to everyone and uh we hope to see you in the green yep happy thanksgiving bud before we uh before we sign off officially for the night i just want to remind you guys about our final sponsor bet online football is back in full swing and even though you might not be at a game this year you can still be in on the action bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win They got game spreads, totals. They have a prop builder where you can pick player and team props, and they give you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and some championship Super Bowl futures as well. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of their great sign-up bonuses. And don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE for a bonus. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, at betonline.ag. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.